I got the maple salted caramel. I have a mouthful of ice cream right now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, I'll let you know what Megan got. She got the mint fresh chip. Everybody, this is Liz Johnson and Megan McCaffrey with the Lowhud Foodcast, where we tell compelling stories about delicious food in Westchester, Rockland, and Putnam counties in New York State. And we just had some very delicious food indeed. Yes, we are here today in Hastings on Hudson and sort of making a run of the town while we're here. So for lunch, we went to I guess it's called Tacos on Hudson in the form Tacos on Hudson yeah. in Hastings on Hudson. If there's not enough hyphens in your life. Come here. Um, Tacos on Hudson is in the former Juniper location, and Chef Alex Z is in there in the open kitchen and slinging up tacos. Uh, and though, and we had a couple of those, and uh, and then we we headed over to talk to Alex's partner in Bread and Brine. Yep, Jeremy McClellan. Um, thought I would snag him while we were down there. He's still at the mill right now. He's the the manager there, so I grabbed him. And then you and I were eyeing Penny Lick ice cream across the street. Well, here's the thing. So we're sitting in the taco place, and I was looking at the ice cream, wait, you know, getting very excited for dessert. And all of a sudden, a milk, a dairy truck pulls up outside of the ice cream store. Meadowbrook, right? Meadowbrook yeah. Dairy. And I just thought, you know, that is just, it's almost twee. It's almost too perfect. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> so Rivertown. <laughs> so Rivertown. <laughs> So we ended up grabbing grabbing the the milkman yeah. as well. How do you not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Megan, tell me first about bread and brine, which we've mentioned on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having some tacos. By the way, I think we recommend the chicken the most. Yeah, I like the chicken. Well, yeah, I like the pork too, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, what we both really liked was the vegetarian tostada, even though it was kind of... It's a little awkward. It's a little awkward to eat. Well, it's, it's awkward to share. I guess I, right. I Yeah, because we tried to share it. Yeah, it's, it, it comes on a hard tortilla, and so it's, it's kind of like a taco salad, but it was really good. The flavors were really delicious. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, when I lived in Mexico, we, that, was, uh, that was often dinner, because you would have your big meal at lunch, right. and then you would have tostada with beans and cheese and maybe some avocado or whatever... You know whatever you wanted you know, to kind of garnish it with, and the um, and this time it, because it's a vegetarian version, it was um, some butternut squash. Yeah, and tons of queso fresco and fresh cilantro. It's delicious. Yeah, really good. <laughs> so anyway, as we were talking about this, is the, there's this whole as we mentioned on a couple weeks ago podcast or coming up pod. I don't know. We kind of do these out of order <laughs> now. Um, at the um, there's a restaurant shift going on in Hastings. Yes, kind of a. a I, it takes a little while to understand how it's going, but I've got it down. Okay, let's hear it. Um, the, the restaurant that was formerly The Prime, which is a huge space, is being split into two restaurants. Both are owned by Alex Z, who owns Juniper. So one side is going to be the new, larger Juniper location with a big bar and French bistro food. And then the other side is going to be a main-style oyster bar that Alex is opening with Jeremy McClellan. So, okay. um, that, and, then, and then in the former Juniper spot is currently oh. now Tacos on Hudson. Yes. Okay. So Alex is on track to have three restaurants here in downtown Hastings on Hudson. Okay. All right, so uh, should we hear from Jeremy? Yeah, let's go. All right, I'm here with Jeremy McClellan, who is going to be one of the new co-owners of Bread and Brine, a oyster bar opening up here in Hastings on Hudson. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Megan. 
So, tell me a little bit about the plan. I know you guys are sort of just in the beginning stages of construction, but what's what's sort of the general outline of this new restaurant? Uh, hoping to op- open uh, mid to late October. Um, building a beautiful uh, oyster bar, fish house, uh, staying true to the very New England feel, the vibe. Um, just want it to be really loud and fun and energetic <laughs> and just bring that that down east feel to Hastings. And um, you say a, a big loud bar. I, people might know you from the mill and the tap right. where um, people love the cocktails. So I assume you're going to have some sweet cocktails there. Yes, we are definitely going to have a very aggressive uh, cocktail program. Um, um, full bar, obviously. Um, the draft beers, uh, really focusing on a lot of Maine breweries, New England breweries, uh, obviously some local as well. Cool. So what what made you want to do... Wait, first, before I ask you that, are there going to be people shucking oysters right at the bar? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Oh, good. I yeah. love when they do that. Okay. So what made you guys want to do... Oh, I should say your co-owner is Alex Z, who also owns Juniper and um, now Tacos on Hudson, which I just enjoyed lunch at. So what made you guys want to uh, sort of join up and do this oyster bar? Well, I've been growing up as a kid. My father's from Maine, so I used to go up all the time. I still do t- t- to this day, actually. Um, it's, uh, it's just a kind of a special place for me. And while I'm up, you know, every time I'm up there, we're always trying new fish houses and obviously enjoying the great seafood that's up there. So mm-hmm. it's a concept that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Uh, I just had to find the the right partner uh, to be uh, as, as, as crazy as I am. To, <laughs> you need to, to find someone to, to sign on to this, right? Um, and Alex, obviously, we've become very we've become great friends actually since I've opened the mill, being right next to Juniper, and um, he also travels to Maine every summer with his family, and he he gets it. He knew exactly what we were looking or what I was looking to to bring and um, he was 100% on board and here we are you know Brendan Bryan coming soon <laughs> oh this is gonna be great I mean just like a little slice of Maine here in the Hudson Valley and don't have to drive eight hours to to get there right that's the idea um, it's you know I I do know that there are a lot of local people in Hastings that do travel to Maine and mm-hmm. Cape Cod and whatnot so the, everyone that I've talked to seems really excited and, um, like you said, just, just bring it a little bit closer to home. And from what I understand, fall, winter is like a really good time for oysters and fresh clams. So That's correct, yeah. That's when, obviously. That's when they're freshest, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the colder the water, the better for, for oysters. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, yeah. Jeremy. Thank you, Megan. Really, really looking forward to that one opening. Um, Jer- Jeremy and I also were kind of reminiscing about Eventide, a place in Portland, Maine that he loves, and and I really hope that they can sort of capture what they're after with this loud, boisterous oyster bar. I think there's definite space for that in Westchester right now. Me too. I love oysters. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, um, so here's. Let me tell you, Megan. I have like loved milk delivery. I, I'm, I'm obsessed by it. The concept of it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, m- my daughter's, one of her favorite childhood or children's books is called The Milkman. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful book. I can't remember the author, so I'm really embarrassed right now. But And, and it's because I just, I, I don't know, there's something so old-fashioned about it. Well, you... Is there no one in Rockland that will deliver local yes, milk? Yes, they, they do. They, there is one. And then, of course, there's Ronnie Brook Farms, which yeah. ha- has milk in glass bottles, which I get at my local grocery. Right. 
But I don't think I've ever met a real-life milkman. Oh. I, I actually do know a milk. Well, he's a former milkman. He is my husband's uncle, Neil Cornelius McCaffrey. And uh, he, was a re- he was a milkman many, many years ago before he was on the Ockers Fire Department. And um, they always sing Neely the Milkman to him. Neely was a milkman. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Well, so Meadowbrook Farms delivers to Penny Lick ice cream and delivers to customers in Lower Westchester and the River Towns and like Scarsdale, Eastchester around there. Um, he, I asked him if he'd come to Rockland and he told me no. Oh, okay. Well, noted. <laughs> but we, but but we had a nice conversation, and he and and um, I don't know. You just have to hear it. You just have to hear it to believe it. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> So I'm sitting outside, the, I'm looking at the ice cream store, and I see the dairy truck pull up. And I think that's really cool because the ice cream store is getting a dairy delivery from the farm. And then I get to meet the farmer. Gary, what's your last name again? Uh, my name is Gary Zeal. And uh, I'm not really the farmer, okay. but I've, I have done all You're the You're the farm. milkman. The Van Wee family. I am the milkman, yes. Uh, Who knew there were such such things as milkmen still around yeah there's a couple of guys around but uh, my farm is it everything is from this farm it's a closed farm we do everything there grow our own uh soy uh grow our own alfalfa sprouts and corn and all that for the cows mostly swiss brown now we switch it around because it's a higher protein better quality milk uh we do a slow time pasteurization we're the only ones that do that uh lower temperatures means a better quality milk uh, and it's um, done by the Van Wee family. Run it now. And Paul Van Wee is taking over, third generation. Uh, Bob just passed away, one of the older farmers. And Charlie's still around, and he's the guy I deal with. And, and the name is Meadowbrook Farm? Meadowbrook Farms Dairy out of Clarksville, New York. Okay. Uh, and where is that in New York? That is uh, just south of Albany, uh, in Albany County, but it's just south of Albany okay. uh, on the throughway. Up. So you make the trek downstate every day? I do the trek twice a week, Monday okay. and Tuesday. I bring a two-day load, and then I stay down here, but I plug my truck in. It has electric. Okay. Uh, and then I'll go back up. Reload, come back down Thursday, Friday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, uh, Monday I'm in the city, Tuesday I'm in West in Hastings, and yep. Hastings has been huge. They, they uh, really like their local milk here in Hastings. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and it's word of mouth that got around. I do no advertising whatsoever. And it's just families that know each other, and it's just fabulous to be part of that. So you were reminding me that we did a story on you a while back. Yeah, you did. I was doing the home deliveries uh, a couple of years ago, I guess it was. And I've grown since. Uh, I actually was doing supermarket in the city, and the AMP went bankrupt. Even the, the right, AMP right. here went bankrupt. But the home deliveries just took over. And that okay. was the plan, actually, because farmers believe in getting directly to the families. Yeah. And this farm... That's really smart. Very smart. And they use no, no uh, growth hormones, pesticides in their fields. Everything is done naturally. That's why it's so great, because Penny Lick, which is the yes. ice cream store we're standing outside, was originally in farmer's markets because she used local milk. Yeah, and she's been buying home delivery now for about eight to ten years from me. And I said, why don't you try my cream? And she did, and she fell in love with it. Uh, it's slow-time pasteurized, so the, the cream is very, very thick and rich. Uh, and you can really taste the difference because of the cows that we have and what the Van, Van Wee family does. And about how many cows do you have there? About 160, 170 now. We have babies, but in milking right now, that much. We do our own breeding and everything there. 
Everything's done naturally. Uh, and uh, they do all tending to the farms and the lands and stuff out there. And it's just a wonderful thing to see. About how many acres? Oh, I can't even give you that number because there's so many acres. Oh, really? Yeah. It's that have, big. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it's just, it's a small farm, but we, we lease land to grow our alfalfa sprouts or whatever we need to grow at, right. at the time. Right. Uh, and we've been doing this for so many years that it's almost like it's their land because they lease it out. So one of my one of my uh, daughter's favorite children's book is called The Milkman. Have you ever read this book? No, no, actually I haven't. But all the stories about the milkman are true, and let's not go into that. So how did you become a milkman? I was uh, working. I moved upstate uh, to retire and was playing music in a band. And the drummer's father owns the farm. Okay. And he was working the farm. And he says, I got this local route. You're interested? And I said, well, what do you need? He goes, I need you to fill in the other guys taking off. And I did the local route. And I had a little lake there where I, I leased out. And I was renting rowboats and pedal boats. And then the farmers, uh, the farmer himself, Charlie, came up to me. He says, I have a business that's failing downstate. Somebody was ripping him off big time, uh, doing supermarkets, D'Agostinos, and the food emporiums. And uh, so uh, I turned it around for him. And I said, we'll, we'll turn it around. And we'll make it into home deliveries. And he was very happy with that. It's been 26 years now. 20 That's fantastic. So if people want to order milk from you, what is, can they, is it anywhere? Because we also cover Rockland and Putnam counties. Yes, I don't do Rockland or Putland. I do have people asking me to go there. And I don't, I'm so stretched already yeah. uh, with Hastings, Scarsdale, Eastchester. Okay, so it's Rockland, mostly lower Westchester. Lower Westchester. Um, and I have no website. That's how small we are. Uh, but my cell phone's. 914-325-1705 if you ever want to get in touch with me and if I'm in your area I don't like to say no but if I can't get to you I can't get to you it really means that much okay so I'm going to put that number in uh, we have an article that we always embed this podcast so people can listen online and I'll put that phone number in there and um, and that's great so yeah. thank you Gary so much for well, talking to us thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me and, and I'm able to provide these families with good nutritional milk not that ultra pasteurized stuff that's not good for kids to grow and have their bones grow up. And I love it. We can attest to that by uh, if you talk to any of the residents around here yeah. and how big they've gone, the Quins, the Sledges, all of them. Yeah. And it started actually in Hastings because one woman, Debbie Quinn, uh-huh. I chased her in the supermarket. She started. I have about 60 in Hastings now that I do. And there's other guys. So if you're in Hastings, you're in luck. Yes, Hastings, uh, well, Dobbs Ferry, you know, I, I, wherever I can get you, I will get you. Tarrytown, Sleepy Hollow, I am there. Okay. Uh, I do quite a bit of business up that way also, yeah. Meadowbrook Farms, thank Meadowbrook you so, Farms. so much. Thank you very much. So I won't be able to get it in Nyack, but lots of people in Hastings... He said, in the interview, he even said all the way as far north as Sleepy Hollow. Oh, nice. And he said he'll try. If you just call him. He's, he's, he's so busy, he said he doesn't have a website. Wow. That is busy. <laughs> I have, feel like I have six websites. <laughs> and a podcast and Snapchat <laughs> yeah. and Instagram. But he just has a plain old phone number. But you can text him. All right. Text the milkman. <laughs> and a bottle of cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess last on our list, we saved the best for last as far as dessert. Well, you also, we're also sitting, we should mention, in front of, by the way, bakery. Yes, a gluten-free bakery in Hastings. And um, I just picked up some chocolate chip cookies to bring home to my kids. And my, one of my kids is, we're not giving him gluten right now because we're trying to figure out why he's having so many stomach problems. Mm-hmm. So I buy, by the way, and I was like, oh, perfect. I can bring him home a little treat. So. Okay, well, I hope he likes him. You'll have to let us know. I know. His review is, is coming very soon. Important. <laughs> very important to know. Um, but the other dessert that we had, we um, mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, um, I decided on 
no one should be surprised. Maple salted caramel ice cream cone with a sugar cone. And what'd you get? I had fresh mint chip, which was super good. I mean, it, it is a mint flavor that you don't usually get in ice cream. It really is, really tastes fresh, tastes, tastes herbal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the chocolate chips are, you know, you know, real chocolate that are really chopped up and they're not... Not that, not those little things that look like top hat or berets. Yeah, yeah, no, these are serious, serious flakes of chocolate in there. It's really good. Well, it's no wonder we we found out some really cool stuff about Ellen Sledge, the owner, when we interviewed her. Um, I, I didn't know she had such an extensive culinary background. Yes, a lot of um, people might be surprised to hear that she went to French Culinary Institute. Yeah. And that she got some really good business advice, which I have to say, this is like, you know, not a, uh, this is not a business podcast. This is a food podcast, but um, I think everyone could benefit from, from what she really learned from one of her, one of her friends. Yeah, definitely. It's great advice for anybody. All right, let's take a listen. So I'm here with Ellen Sledge, the owner of Penny Lick Ice Cream Co. in Hastings. Um, and Ellen, you opened in September, but you're about to head into your busy season. It feels like busy season started two months ago. Um, it was even busy that weekend in February where we were at negative 28 degrees. The amount of pints we sold that weekend was alarming and disturbing. But yes, uh, this is, um, it's, it's a little new for us. We've not operated a storefront before. We are still getting used to uh, ramping up production. And I feel like every week right now, um, our production is still not enough, no matter how much dairy we order. It's because you have the best ice cream and it's made with local ingredients with integrity and it is absolutely delicious. You are very kind and I will tell all of my employees to hear this. They all work very hard from the folks who scoop to the folks who make it alongside me. And so tell me about what, like I said, you have, lo- you use local ingredients and you have some really great flavors. Tell me some of the, what, some of what you're known for. So our flavors are not what I would call super trendy, super edgy. They're not totally nuts. I think we trend a little more toward nostalgic. The the popular flavors are, are I feel like they're crowd pleasers, are the maple salted caramel, which is a, a maple syrup ice cream we make with crown maple. And um, then we make a salted caramel. We crush it and we run it in the machine with the ice cream. So some of it stays crunchy. Some of it kind of melts into gooey streaks. Ethiopian macchiato is another super favorite. We use Ethiopian Yurgachev coffee and 72% dark chocolate. It's a very, very bittersweet mocha. And and uh, like with most of our flavors, we don't add a lot of sugar. We kind of let the flavors uh, speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, our primary demographic is five-year-olds. So <laughs> cookies and cream... You know your audience. <laughs> cookies and cream flies out the door. And as somebody with like pastry chef experience who has worked in fine dining restaurants, who has had nearly a 20-year career, I always feel so lazy when I make cookies and cream. But uh, children love it. It's funny, when I started in 2013, I I loaned myself $10,000 and I said, this is either a business or it isn't. Farmer's markets are a really great place to test that out. And a friend of mine, we had just become friends, ran the Hastings Farmer's Market, still does. And uh, by the uh, end of that first season, I had paid myself back. And so I said, okay, this is officially a business. And I said to my friend Helene down the way, by the way, bakery, that I was thinking about getting investors and opening an ice cream shop. And Seth came up to me one day and he said, do you, I mean, we'd had dinner together, but I always... I didn't actually know what he did for a living, and sometimes I feel rude asking it. I could be weird that way. And, and so he said, do you know what I do for a living? And I said, no. And he said, Google me. And I said, <laughs> your friends say to Google you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, 
I will. And he said, in the meanwhile, I'm going to give you some advice, and I want you to listen to me. He said, don't get investors and open a shop. Get a few more of you, get a few more carts, rent out a bigger kitchen space, fan out, build a name for yourself, and let your customer base build your business. And that is exactly what I did. And it was the best damn advice I ever had. I love it. So not only are we doing a food cast, we're now doing a small business advice food, uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is the thing I love about Ellen's story is that it is really like you really built it up slowly over the last few years and people were so excited for you to open and, and you don't always get that reception for an ice cream shop. Right. You know, so it's, it's really a, a it worked. One thing she has on her menu, Megan, I would wish we had tried, and I will try next time we come, um, are floats. Yes, I love floats. I said, I, you know, I don't think I've had one since I was a kid. And the other thing that she, she has the freezer full of stuff that you can grab to bring home. And if I wasn't headed back to the newsroom right now, I would grab some fudgesicles to bring home because she's got these cute little fudgesicles and push pops in her freezer. Yeah, and, and pints of ice cream so you can get to go and take them home, which is great because I actually just noticed I was um, popped into DDA Dumas over the weekend and um, he's got his gelato uh, all set up that he makes in-house too. And I wanted to take some home and it was only to to eat in the store. Well, or, you know, get in your cup and walk around Nyack or something. Yeah. So um, I guess that makes it more of a destination ice cream. And, and Penny Lick is too. But once you go to your destination and have some ice cream, you can also take it home. <laughs> Penny Lick at home. <laughs> so I guess she's still in a few farmer's markets. And... Um, and we'd like to hear where you, what your favorite ice cream is. Um, we, we can get it at the farmer's market. We can, some, you know, we have those old school, like, Hoyers and, and King Cone and yeah. stuff like that. So, as we're really ramping into summer now. Yeah, I love King Cone. Yeah. place is adorable. I love Hoyers and Hammerstraw. Yeah. So, yeah, so please let us know your favorite ice cream. And let us know what you think about Hastings. Um, food scene is really changing here. Yeah, it's like becoming a bustling little area and you know it's all right on the same section of the town it's really cool it's really a foodie little corner yeah it really is maybe we should do a crawl here oh <laughs> so long as there's ice cream on it okay we'd have to convince her to stay open late night for us <laughs> we could end with ice cream and i think that's a good place to end the podcast so as i said please do let us know your favorite ice cream what you think of hastings any other foodie towns a lot of trucks here in hastings <laughs> A lot of drugs. And, um, and you can do that by emailing food at lowhud.com or tagging us on social with Lowhud Food. And this has been the Lowhud Foodcast. We'd like to thank Jordan Fenster for producing our show. Thank you, Jordan. I'm Liz Johnson. And I'm Megan McCaffrey. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.